Welcome to Everything House Music and More. And my special guest today is all the way from Germany is my main man, Robert Owens. Mr. Owens, how are you, sir? I'm fine. Thank you for having me on your show, man, sir. Thank you, brother. This this is an honor right here, brother. So we you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's make it happen. All right, let's do it. So <laughs> Robert, mm-hmm. where are you from? And tell us about where and how you grew up. Well, I'm I was born in Warren, Ohio. Um, I grew up between Chicago, New York, and L.A., and I have family in all those areas, but I probably permanently resided in Chicago because of my grandmother and her raising me from very young. Okay. And then so that's where I got my, probably my Chicago house roots is from Chicago. Okay. But when I was based in L.A., I sung with... Um, James Cleveland, the voices of Cornerstone. Oh, really? Yeah, and okay. for a little while I sung with the Southern Community Choir because of going back and forth, with staying with different family, you know, you jump right. right into these different things. Right, right, right. But even in California, I just stumbled by the church by accident and heard somebody singing in there and, hmm. and walked in and they said, you, you got to join. <laughs> so wow. sometimes okay. I think, you know, through life, um, um, you are divinely guided, you know, to certain things, you know, yeah, when you, you just, um, it's almost knowing without knowing. And, you know, that, that church really inspired me, you know, as, as far as, um, um, learning about, um, different, um, ranges in singing and everything, you right. know, that's where I can go in and do all of the different voices, yes. um, in the backing backgrounds of um, tracks that I do, you know, nice, I mean? nice. because they put me in different areas from the altos right, to right, right. baritones, exactly. tenors, so you and knew exactly yeah. where that to fall into place with yeah, that, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. So before you made house records, mm. were you connected to the house culture? No, I think I've just kind of again stumbled on the, to the warehouse and stuff later in life but before that right. I tell people I come in off of the disco era you know um, okay. when I was residing here in um, Chicago I used to go up I, I mainly lived up north most of the time Okay. so Coconuts, Flamenco right, 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 right. one those kind of clubs I had fake ideas just a young uh-oh, kid uh-oh. and going into these kind of <laughs> clubs you know so right. I was exposed to the disco right. Ron Hardy and these type areas before the house thing. Oh, you know, so I, even before you made the records and everything, you was just going yeah, to the clubs first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this okay. is where I found out about him playing at the Den One. And then me going back and forth in California, I knew he was at the Catch One. Wow. But before he passed, I mentioned to them yesterday, I went back and I rented out the Den One before it closed. Okay. And I hired Ron to come and play. Oh, my As goodness. a homage. Now, what year was that? This was, God, when was I in um, New York? Maybe about, was it, it's in the 80s, some point in okay. the 80s. It, it was like a maybe two weeks before he passed. Wow. And then the next week they told me he passed. Yeah. I was actually living in New York and me and Frankie Knuckles was roommates at this time. Oh, really? Yeah. In New York? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. See, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, me and Frankie was roommates for a wow. while. Wow. So, yeah, it's a, like a big history with me and a... Yeah, a, a lot that people don't know about. Maybe because I've always been the quiet one, and then right. two up at a distance away. And often, you know, with Chicago, like um, when I did live here, if you went from the west side to the south side, it was a big deal. Yeah. So me, me going to um, England or over in, anywhere in Europe, it was like, <laughs> oh, he deserted us. <laughs> right, <laughs> I got right, right, that, right, right. You know, so it's like 
people never, you know, you kind of lost contact with um, yeah. a lot of people here. Okay. So besides Ronnie and Frankie Knuckles, mm-hmm. what DJs and records do you remember being influenced by? Larry LeVan. We used Larry to, even, okay. even with, um, um, I, I, a good thing I got a chance to talk to these people and right. you know um, it's a lot of the legends I, I mentioned um, to them yesterday even I had a chance to sit down with Miles Davis I've been um, Sylvester's PA for an evening laid out his clothes and talked to him um, I've done shows with Grace Jones Lolita Holloway Jocelyn Brown and wow you know so I, I come up in the circuit of those disco correct um, giants did like they gave me inspiration and right. you know I try to pass that back on now yeah. in present day to any young person that I, I meet and stuff you know I was new and didn't know nothing about what was going on like a, right. a, a kid in a candy store yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so this is also where like I meet people it's like I can tell you about all of these giants but I, when we walked through a door we walked through together together yeah. You know, and I think that's important, you know, to make people feel as relaxed as possible. And then they'll, they want to give their best, wow. you know, and, it, you know, they, they want to fall into that unconditional yeah, yeah, yeah. sense of thinking. You know, I think that's important. That's nice. That's nice. So this, this is the ongoing debate. We're trying to figure it out and just get, you know, the gist of it. In your opinion, mm-hmm. how did you think house music got its name? They've mentioned this to me, you know, it's the two <laughs> variations here. Yes. Like when we, again, when we was coming up, um, we were doing stuff in our house, in basements okay. and everything. Okay. But now you get warehouse, the name ending in house. If I've right. heard Frankie say that um, some kids came to him and just said, you know, it's that music you'd be doing at our house music. Right. So he said the club kids kind of gave it the name, but I, I'd say it's a... a, a it's between the two scenarios because right. we were doing right. stuff in our house. Correct. And then we were giving them things, you know, our minuscule things in these drum machines and stuff, and them playing against um, stuff with this full orchestral stuff, you know. Right. So I think um, it's hard. It's yeah. hard for me to Because do. we have Wayne Williams, you know, Chosen Few founder. Mm-hmm. He said the term house music came from people playing disco music in the basement. You know, at mm-hmm. the parties and everything, and he was just saying that's where they played, you know, house music. That's where the, the term came from. Really, I never thought about it from that okay. angle. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. So that that could be an well, angle yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, but we did. I did a lot of house parties. Right, 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 right. So, in your opinion, Robert, mm-hmm. what do you think of the first house records that you heard, and what what do you think uh-huh. was the first house record? As we should say, the first house song. Okay. Would be Jamie Principal for me. Your love, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now, that, was, beat, that wasn't released yet, but it was just yeah that I heard as a song, right? Because like even in the early days, um, I, I know Pierre and everybody was doing things, but I hadn't heard everybody's correct thing because Marshall and them was doing things. The first house tour, I'd say it was Marshall, Kevin Irvin, right? Um, Frankie and all of us was there together, but correct. the first house songs that I. I've heard was probably Jamie Principal. Okay, we are gonna I, go with that, Robert. You 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 know you you the, you the high above the altar, so <laughs> you know we we gonna take your word on that one, brother. So, um, so how did you and Larry Heard meet, and how was Fingers Inc. formed? Well, uh, I had a protege, Tony Harris, that I was teaching uh, to DJ. Okay, because in that early period, um, I was doing little bars and, and house parties here in okay. um, Chicago and even some 
um, high schools and stuff. We do the dormitories or whatever in the gymnasiums right, and, the, and right. the, um, the high schools and stuff. And I was doing parties. And so Tony brought Larry to one of the parties and um, introduced us. And then I went over to his house with just a book of words, I think, the next day. Right. And um, he started playing some music. And I was like, I got some words to match with that. Oh, wow. And it just was natural. And so yeah. every time he put on something, I match a word to it and uh, nice. a, a set of lyrics to it. And then he said, you want to form a group? I'm like, okay, why not? <laughs> so then wow. Fingers Inc. was instantly born. And um, his first material, um, Ron Hardy had got sick. So um, Robert Williams asked me to come to the music box to play. And so I played Mystery of Love, Can You Feel It, Washing Machine, all of that stuff in there, um, probably first before it got out there to right. um, any of the bigger clubs and okay. stuff. And I think I played Mysteries of Love about three or four times, and it looked like people went into a trance. And I was like, this kid got, so he yeah, got yeah. something here, you know. And um, because I was the club kid, and he was more like just the computer, right, right, you know, right. genius kind of, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. So um, I was the one. I at one point I had um a flood of material by him that he didn't even have, mm. because he would like go to erase something. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, let me get a copy of that and right. copy it down, you know. And um, even later in life, he said um, he didn't have the same kind of um emotion with creating because I wasn't there. A lot of that stuff was created with us in a room together. Uh, and I, that's also where I, I try to encourage younger people that you're unique yeah. and you know never compare yourself to no one else. When you walk into a room, you are a unique individual. And when you go and collaborate with another individual, each right. of you are unique, so y'all gonna automatically create something unique. Yeah, you go. You know, there and you so- um, So that creative process of the, you, uh, the, you and Larry that was yeah. in there, is, it was both like, you was writing, he was producing. Yeah, yeah. Did the, you ever come in with any type of music parts or anything in any of the songs? See, that you yeah, created? sometimes I would, yeah. But even to date, um, I said with me, at one point I had an 11 piece band. Oh, really? In England, you know. So um, I right. sat with the musicians and I just sing melodies yeah. to them and they play. Nice. You know, they and even I could do minor chord progressions and right, stuff. Right, 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 right. Then they would embellish it into bigger chord progressions Absolutely. and stuff. So. To date, again, because of the choir and stuff and me knowing natural tones and registering natural to tones. And um, at an average, you could put a track in probably most keys and I just automatically adjust right. without knowing. And, you know, some, I, I, at one point I thought about taking lessons and then someone said, well, you might lose your natural ability to just. Right you know, interact with Yeah, thought. because once you become music, you know, I'll be aware. Theory, yeah, it's different. You'd be like, that's not right. That chord's mm -hmm. not right. They mm -hmm. don't go with that. Mm -hmm. and that really yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel you in that. So, Robert, one of your biggest records outside of Fingers Inc. was Tears. Mm -hmm. How did that collaboration come about? We mentioned this yesterday. My mother was there, and, like, she, <laughs> she, I wrote it, um, well, Frankie came, and he was playing at Mars. Okay. And um, they said, he's been looking for you and he wants you to hear this song. And so I went down and I was like, okay. And he's like, I, I want you to write something, sing on this song. And so I was, he played it. And I was like, okay. And I just had the melody in my head. So right. I went back home and I wrote the words. And then I let my mother see what I, I wrote. And she said, that sounds cool. Oh, wow. And so I called him and then I, I recited the words over the phone. And he, he said, we flying you in the next day. And <laughs> they flew me to New York and um, okay. took me straight in the studio. And then that... That's how it happened. Wow. Okay, and so 
So when did you move overseas and how how has it been living abroad right now? God, it's overwhelming, man. I to think the first um, house tour again back in like 84, 83 okay. or something, okay. we all went over and um, they just embraced me instantly, um, you know, and um, I started going back and forth visiting after the first house tour. Right. And then at some point they was like, you just got to stay. Right. And um, they started taking over my management and everything, you know, and ah, you know, okay. trying to correct things. That right. Was, you know, with the wasn't whole house co- Right, system. wasn't correct at the yeah, time because yeah, we didn't know yeah. about we it. We ain't right. putting nobody under the bus. Right, but right, right. It, was like, <laughs> it was a lot of unnecessary stuff that they corrected where I was just like, oh, forget it. Let's just move on. Oh, wow. And it was like, no, no, no. We got to try to sort something out here. Right. But um, from there, um, I ended up, at one point working with this um, record label, Freetown Records. Okay. And I more or less was head A&R in that, and that's where the 11-piece band came in. Okay. I put together um, a whole um, studio session of engineers and right. programmers, and um, sometime I was in there 16 hours straight on the couch waking <laughs> up and then singing and making tracks for these people. We did showcases um, right. and everything. We put together a choir. And... Um, from there, they found out I was in England, so I started doing um, Italy, um, France, um, even David Guetta's first record on major label. I was there and introducing, really? yeah, wow, Sony and stuff. So I used to do Van Douche, La Palace, Queen Club, and nice. like I was um, going back and forth, uh, um, Hype Club in Italy to Angels of Love. It's so Angels many, love, yes, yeah, and, and it just became overwhelming. Where you know it's like where you can't really go back because it's just too much every week. Yeah. between what was going on in England and then the next week I was out, it just became overwhelming. So, it, so you moved there during the eighties. Yeah, officially probably 91, 91 was officially the full. Yeah, before that I was just going back and forth and lived in New York for a little while before okay. that. Okay. So I left Chicago and Frankie and them got me over there. So that's where I ended up. First I was in a, a apartment with Frankie and then I had my own solo apartments and right. stuff over there. Right. And then from there I went over to um, England. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. So, Robert, when did you start DJing and touring? DJing was back in the 80s and stuff. Um, before, again, uh, around the flamenco, um, coconut, then Mondays, right, right, right. Uh, around that period. So, I you were spinning before, before, I was, you, okay. before I made records. I was actually spinning wow, and doing house I parties. I did not know that. And then the whole house community, see, in this period, you know, um, when... I uh, started meeting and hanging out with Frankie and all of them. A lot of these kids was house hopping from your Gene Hunts to the um, um, K Alexia and all of them. We would go from house to house. Right, right, right. And Frankie and them, what is he doing? What is he playing? So we see each other in the record stores and stuff. So it's a whole history of us hanging out. I was even doing pause edits and stuff, giving oh, wow. them to Frankie and Ronnie and stuff. Okay. Back then, you know, we, we had the Pioneer deck with the pitch control right, on right, it. Right, right, exactly. And all of that. So, you know, it's a whole history there that people probably don't know Absolutely. about that I was there and yeah. doing. So did you ever do contract work with Larry Sherman at the time for Trex Records? Yes. I okay. actually was the one that introduced Larry Hurd to me and Harold Dennis, who, you know, was the first really? one. Really? That was it. my next question was yes. Yeah, and you know, and um Harold came to me with his first tracks, which I didn't even know Larry was involved, you know, but he just came to me with um I think it was maybe about three or four tracks. 
and I picked Donnie to be his first track. Really? And he asked me to come into the studio and, and help him with the... Right, I was like, right, right, right. Well, you know, I can't really sing on this because I'm part of Fingers, Inc. And I'm right. in the booth with him, um, tell, working out the parts with him in the booth. And Chippy on the other side, say, sing that, go on yeah. and do that. And right. so Chippy actually recorded me down when I'm saying, well, I'm just here to help him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't actually supposed to be on the song and then... Right. Um, Ron Har- Hardy heard the track, and then he, I think Chip got him in to do a mix, right. and that's how it kind of first kicked off. Wow. And then it went over to New York, right? And then you had your Tony Humphreys and Larry Levan that they kicked it off, right? In the New Year New York area, and then it just blew up. I remember us um, doing um, Paradise Garage. I go on first with Fingers Inc. Right. And do the set with um, Larry. Yeah. And then I come back on and do the It set with Harry. Wow. So I was the original It Yeah, with yeah. Him. That's what, that's what Harry, yeah. uh, Harry was telling me at first. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, so who were the original members of Fingers Inc. first started out with? Me and Larry Heard. You and Larry Heard. Yeah. We was okay. the first two members. And then um, he brought in Ron Wilson. And so then I started writing parts for Ron into the songs. Okay. Wow. And what year was that, Robert? Um, this is in the 80s. I think okay. the first album we officially did probably came out 84 or something. And that was, a, was that DJ International, correct? Yeah. Yeah. We, so, well, we did the, the track stuff and then DJ International. Right, right. And so, then the full tracks album, it was the Tracks UK, too. Ah, yeah, that's so right. So we went over there and did that. Okay, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you had a tour request and money is exactly the same, but you have to choose between singing or DJing, mm-hmm. which one would you choose and why? Um, They're both, you know, um, different parts of me. You know, it's hard to say I would choose one or the other, you yeah. know, because... To date, you know, when I perform, it's a DJ vocal set. Yeah. You know, so I, I feel the need to get on the mic to just say, hey, I'm here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, you know, a natural um, extension for me to do both. You know, in the early stages, it was first the DJing. Right. And even um, in the early stages, too, I used to record my voice onto cassettes and play them over the tracks and tell people that was my friend and what they thought of him. <laughs> I didn't even tell people it was me because I was like, oh, they're going to they gonna hate me or right. stuff or whatever. They might not like this voice. Right. You know, so I would say the DJing came first. But um, to date everywhere in Europe I go, they know that I, they expect me to sing, you, right. know, you know. So I think I haven't had the opportunity to perform too much here in America, yeah. which I'm hoping... Yeah. You know, in the future, that it materializes, that I'm able to come back and play more and stuff here. And for people to see the two aspects, because even um, with today, it's like, okay, you got 30 minutes. And it's like, okay, I got to do one of them, cram it in, and bam, (laughs) boom, bam. I was like, they don't realize that, you know, I'm actually a DJ, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think it throws people and it comes by surprise to see somebody doing that. Absolutely. And I, I fought for that because, you know, at one period, even working with a lot of um people, and we don't go in the names, right. it was like, you can't do both. And, you know, why can't you? You should be able to do anything in this life that Absolutely. your heart dr- drives you to want to do. That's right. And you should be around people that support and push you towards doing what you feel the, the the contentment and fulfillment right. in your heart, they should push you to do those Absolutely. things. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So let me ask you this, Robert. How did the collaboration between you and David Morales come with I'll Be Your Friend? 
Um, okay, that was a makeup song. Like that was know. a makeup song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Explain that, please. Yeah, well, like uh, being part of Death Mix, you know, um, at points I would fall out with them, you know, um, where I'm I'm very easygoing, right? But um, sometimes you know it would get to points where like uh, I'm not going into no driven details, Absolutely. but um, they weren't happy and I weren't I wasn't happy um with certain situations, but. We made up, and it's like, okay, come over. I got this song, and oh. I would come over. And I was like, okay, what, what can I think of to go, go with this? And I was like, well, we, this is a makeup scenario. So I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I'll be your friend despite all of what wow. I've been there, you know. He's like, okay. So he hooked the mic up in the bathroom and said, okay, go sing it. And so I went in really? first pass. And then I forgot all about it, and I think um, I was in Japan, and they – they was like, you on the red. You it's like, you know, you are number one in New York. I was like, really? And like right. even, but even before that, I was at um the sound factory because right. Frankie Knuckles had took over from Junior Vasquez. Vasquez right. And um they play he played it maybe about four times and the like the fourth time, every time it came on, I was with a group of people. We'd jump right. up, there go that song. And then somebody said, Fool, that's you singing, ain't it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, happy. I was like, oh, I forgot all about it. Right, you know, right, I right. thought that they didn't like it, you know, and that's the other thing, you know, often um I'll do something and then if if they don't jump right on it, I just assume they don't like it and I keep yeah. pushing it. Yeah. And you know, just pushing forward, you know, right. with it. But um um, he kept playing it, and then I think later I went to Japan, and then I was over there, and they said, you know, you're number one in, in America. I was like, really? Yeah. You know, so you just never know um, wow. with, with tracks, you know, and yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. So as one of the voices of House Robert, is there a particular collaboration you love more than others, or is there a collaboration that you would like to see happen? God, everything is a moment in time, you okay. know, you know, you you know. You can get nostalgic about, you can hear something and you automatically, for me, it takes me back to a moment in time. Yes. It's like us listening to classics or something. I could hear a classic and it could take me straight back to the warehouse of music yeah. box. And again, I said to you earlier, every individual that you work with is unique. So, you know, present date, whoever I'm working with, that's yes. going to create something unique and some, uh, uh, from a, a certain angles so I couldn't say that one situation is better than the yeah. other Not and much. even the, the uh, yesterday <laughs> interview and he said you keep moving around the side <laughs> was like but um to me that's a good way to explain it yes. no 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 artist is more special than another artist to Correct. me you know again because everybody's unique yeah and everybody's given something from their heart at that diff particular moment of right. place and time right so go back a, little, a couple of questions you said you were signed to Death Mix Productions before? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, I was signed to Death What Mix. year was that? Um, About 85. Uh, wow. No, was, it, was it 85, 86, 87? Up in that period. Right. Because so, so, I went to England, but then I came back. Okay. And then Larry Hurd got a deal with, um, was it MCA or something? I believe so, yeah. MCA, and that's he, right. he wanted to go solo, so that's where the group broke up. Ah. Because he wanted to go solo when he got that deal. And so I was like, cool, I'm just, man, you do your thing. Right, do what right, you right. You went, it was no hard feelings. No, it wasn't no okay. hard feelings. And so right. um, Frankie found out. And he was like, well, we want you to come to New York. And this is where Tears and all of that right, came right. in. And then they asked me to do the uh, the Island album. Right. 
So that came in in that period, you know, as soon ah, as he got that deal, they yeah. just, uh, we'll snatch yeah. you up. Right, 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 right. <laughs> ah, see, that's something, that's a little fun facts right there. Mm-hmm. Didn't I know that? So what is a Robert Owens DJ set like? A roller coaster ride. Okay. Yeah, take <laughs> you up and then take you up. It's like, and from techno to disco, I can take you from all extremes. Right, so. right, right. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. So what records do you love right now? You know, I go through 500 tracks probably per week. When I go really? back to uh, to um, Berlin to go look at my inbox, yes. I didn't even bring a laptop with me to wow. not deal with it. At any given time, it's over 3,000 tracks in my inbox from labels bombarding me right, with right, an right, right. in-flight and a bunch of, you know, just systems. Just yeah. you, Sometimes you could be sitting with me and it just goes click, yeah, yeah, yeah. click. <laughs> and sometimes I just erase it because it becomes overwhelming, right. you know, and... um. I use the digital format these days. Back in the day when we was doing vinyl, I, I couldn't remember the name or something, but I remembered the cover. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, I know we, track, we all remember that, right. Yeah, track three on this one is, Absolutely. I know that's bumping. And then by like, after a couple months that passed, you knew the tracks. Yeah. Now think about it now digitally. Yeah. At any given time, I'm carrying over 3,000 tracks on these USB sticks yes. and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I just create a, a basic group of folders and okay. say, okay, I'm going to work with these folders at the moment. Right. Oh, that's good. So will there be any new Fingers, Inks record in the future? That's You know, I still got material about him that we did that never came out. Wow. And you, you, know? and you still have the vocals and everything. The vocals and everything. But Robert, like, you're sitting on a gold mine, man. But, um, you know, it's like things happen and it's like yeah. you know we had to move on it like um even some things um i had to pull and I, I did um two acapella packages from loop masters loop clouds right and on the second acapella package i put a couple of those tracks on because i was, I was like well it don't look like this stuff is gonna come out right but it's like i did a lot of tracks with different artists and they just were sitting there yeah you know and like uh, Darren Emerson and a few other people, right. they just recently did a, a track on Known Love with me. I did yeah. that track 13 years ago. Wow. And then now they come back to me and say, oh, I finally think I got a mix. Right. I was like, well, well now, I, you know, I'm I'm grandpa here, you know. I'm you know what? Oh, I can't keep right. waiting on y'all to but finally But I can understand get... that, though, because sometimes you just got to sit and just come organically. Mm. So I understand that. I understand but yeah, that. But while they sitting, I said, let me just throw these acapellas out there. There. Right. So anybody can they can be accessible to anybody to use. Right. You know, anybody that might like my voice, they could take a track there and they can create their own track. Right. You don't even have to use my name on and worry about um nobody coming to you talking about this, this, and yeah. that. Create yeah. your own thing, you right. know, to cut down this whole thing or this is mine and that's right. You know, I look at myself as a fountain flowing. Absolutely. I can go in the studio and do an album in a week. I can do a track instantly like right. that if I'm working with competent yeah. people, you know. Absolutely. And so why um why should you suppress that? Right. You know, we we only here for a minute, you know, yeah. and so yeah. you know, give while you here. You know, you should um think about what, what did you do and what you leave behind for humanity, you know. Right. And it's for me. That's where it's all about, you know. It's, and again, I'm grandpa, so yeah. it's like, let me get it out while I can. Right, right, right. So, Robert, coming from Chicago, was there another Chicago record that you was like, wow, I wish I made that record? Um, Unlimited touch, search to find the one. Search to find the one. Uh, a stealing watermelons, the Chambers Brothers. Really? <laughs> wow. 
Okay. If we were to get nostalgic and yeah, take yeah, you yeah. back on a couple. So that's one of the records you like, I wish I did that one. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, two, two that were really felt special to me in the day. Okay. But again, I come out of that um, the chess records into right. the prelude right, salsa right. and all of that. You know, I was in the clubs and then it, I look back and, you know, the how carefree things was back then, you know, and right. how um, the the music was a form of religion to me almost. You you went to these clubs to lose any kind of emotion you was dealing with. You might have um, been dealing with a bunch of negativity right. in the family and your job environment, everything. You went in those clubs and you forgot all of that. Absolutely. And you, you left there going back to work and you'd be on work and, and you'd be singing them tunes and you felt better about the work day. Right, right, right. And, you know, I try to bring that energy, yeah. you know, to present when I'm playing or... Uh, how I try to translate, you know, information to people and give. You right. know, I try to bring that same energy that they gave me then, nice, now. Nice, nice, nice. Now, what do you think the future of house music is at right now? I think it's in a good state. Of, but again, I don't know what's going on here in America, but in Europe, um, it's in a great state, you know, especially Berlin. Um, you have um, clubs in Berlin did open on a Thursday and close on a Tuesday. Right. You know, so, you know, it's really flourishing. And, you know, you have lines down. It looked like wow. it's an endless line. I just right. played at a place, Sage Beach, and people was like, man, can you get me in there? And it's free <laughs> to get in. Right. But it's a line, look like a mile down, yeah. the, the, you know, and then I get in there and it's ram-packed. Right. You know, so this is standard almost in most places in, yeah. in Berlin and club land. And then you have a lot of the festival things over there. Glastonbury is an amazing festival. I used to do that before, but it looks like just a whole city. Right. You know, and you, you promising people you're going to get to the event and you never make it because yeah. it's just, it might take you an hour to get to one section to the other, right, you know, right, in right, these right, kind right. of places, you know. Wow. So I think it's a, a beautiful thriving thing going right on over there in Europe, you yeah. know, and I'm, Looking forward to hopefully coming back and seeing what's going on in um, America in again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, w- were there a difference like how how living here in the states and then going over in Germany? Mm-hmm. Did you have to change your writing skills or writing the way you write? No, they just okay. embraced me as who I was, and yeah. it's like I also try to give that energy back too. If I meet you and we, you know, we um, we get a vibe, right. I automatically pull you in as family. Yes. You know, yeah. I think that's important to always make people feel relaxed and to want to give their best and right. and naturally, you know, not feel threatened. Right. You know, because I also seen from another angle where, you know, certain areas in this industry, if you're around the wrong people, they can make you feel a threatened energy instead of wanting to give, you right. know. And um, it's important, you know, I think that, well, at least for me and what I want to give yeah. to let people feel, you know, yeah. comfortable and relaxed to do their nice. best. All right. Well, Robert, I appreciate this, man. I know you're Thank busy, you, man. man. You got to get Thank back to Thank you so Germany. much. I appreciate it, I love it you, too. brother. I, I love, love you for you doing too, this, man. man. And, Thank uh, you. And, you know, everybody, make sure you come check out Robert. All, it was a social media. He's on Instagram, Facebook. You can check him out on there. Um, anything else you want to say to the people out there, Robert? I love you, my brothers and sisters. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Everything House Music and More. Make sure you click the button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the notification button, and download the Everything House Music app. And uh, once again, Robert, thank you so much. Thank man. you too, Robert. Right, peace I'm out. Grateful.